0: Much. and Hello. happy friday everyone welcome to another episode of breaking into Cybersecurity, and thank you for joining us live friday at 1pm today we have an amazing guest that comes from a different part of cyber security that often isn't talked about and that's the marketing side and people don't realize that We need individuals from all sorts of diverse backgrounds doing diverse activities in order to be able to communicate the message clearly to our audience. And today we have Danny Wolf, a fellow podcaster herself. Uh, Her podcast is called Audience First. And I want to say I'm a fan because I've listened to it and you've had some. Very hard-hitting interviews with some really cool people. So I wanted to have you on here so that you could share your journey. And for other marketers out there that wanna kind of dip their toes into cybersecurity marketing, what was it like for you? So let's start with uh, your, your journey. Um, where were you before this, and why cybersecurity?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And and Chris, thanks. Uh, thanks for. Having me on. This is special and I'm a, I'm a big fan. So, uh, my name's Danny, everyone. Hello, hello. Um, I've spent the last decade or so running digital marketing for various SaaS technology companies ever since I moved to Israel from um, LA, landed in the high tech world uh, here um I worked in different consumer and enterprise tech companies um also catering to different verticals big pharma education IT um in my time working for those companies I I was good tactically strategically at what I did but I didn't really feel like I was making any difference whatsoever like don't get me wrong I learned a lot had some great mentors along the way um But looking back now, I'm not sure I really, truly believed in the ultimate value of those technologies or the company mission. Um, I think it wasn't until the end of 27 when I felt really burnt out. I felt like I was like spinning on this hamster wheel. I wasn't utilizing my skills to the maximum, nurturing my core values as a person and as a marketer in the organization I was working for. Um, And I was like, okay, what do I do now? what do I do now in my career? And I just, I saw a really great position open up on Glassdoor. I was just looking for like different positions and jobs and looking at salaries and looking at, at, at uh, company ratings. And I saw a really great position open up at gardecore now part of Akamai. And I knew that um, I knew that company because we were trying to sell our product to them. And something in, in me said, you know, I did a little bit of research, and something in me said, "Yes, go for it." Um, the cyber security industry is a good space to be in. There's a mission there. Uh, the hiring process was, was quick. I got the job, and here I am now, um, a little over four years later. Um, so I think looking back, uh, knowing that there was a true mission to working in that industry industry was what drew me in, essentially. And then i i got in I got in, and I learned really quick, really quick, that what worked for others, high consideration buyers in different industries, those strategies and tactics, those do not work for security buyers. <laughs> and yeah, it was um, it was a wake up call uh, because, you know, those buyers, are, they're, they're innately distrustful. Um, no. And that, well, I think it kind of comes with a job description, you know? So when I got the job, I knew I knew that the mission was important. I subscribed to that cause, um, you know, being on the good side, being able to arm as a vendor, being able to arm those on the virtual and physical front lines, front lines battling threats. But I didn't know how much that was important until I started the job, until I started running, until I until I started failing absolutely miserably uh, at connecting with audiences. I was really frustrated. And, and, uh, you know, I talked to other marketers, I joined marketing forums and groups that helped to a certain extent, but I still, uh, I still saw that a lot of marketers and a lot of salespeople were living in this echo chamber and doing things that I knew were morally and ethically wrong for the audience, for the industry. And a little over a year ago, I was fed up and I realized yeah, we have, you know, I need to do something dramatically, radically different, or else as from a career perspective, I am not going to succeed. This is totally against what I believe as a person. And for my company and organization and vendor that I work for, it is is we're, we're going to fail miserably if we continue on this route. So mm-hmm. that's, that's when I really solidified my core values as, as a marketer. And now learning about about all of you is my obsession. I mean, connecting to you authentically, creating great experiences for the audience and, and my team also is, is my passion, empathy, trust, and loyalty. That's my North star metric. And I try to carve out time each day, uh, you know, to read, um, to become literate, to talk to customer facing stakeholders internally, regularly, to listen to customer calls, to have conversations with the very people that I'm trying to sell to, to understand their bleeding neck challenge and their motivation. Um, because if I don't, then what the hell am I doing in this in this industry? What, if, what the hell am I doing marketing at all?
0: Uh, let, let's take a step back there. Um, so coming from another industry to cybersecurity, how did you, first of all, like catch up on the technical aspect of it? Because I think one of the struggles I have with some marketing and potentially sales people as well is that they might not understand the technology. They don't understand how it works. Their advertising is like wrong or like, oh, 100% prevent that, 100% prevent this. like. How how did you catch up yourself for realizing what's really possible and what's um, marketing hype?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, how do I keep up? I you just slow down. You can't know everything, first and mm-hmm. foremost. And you can't do everything. So there is no 100%. I think uh, on, on audience first, Ryan Cloutier told me there's no such thing as as a hundred percent there's no such thing as a hundred percent there's no such thing as full security and uh and yeah it's 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 putting those messages out and realizing that you know getting black lashed at la- you know lashed out <laughs> that it doesn't work you know that kind of, that kind of stuff doesn't work it doesn't fly and um I think, um, you know, understanding that, uh, listening to, to what customers are saying and listening to the actual words that are saying and utilizing those, that actual language in, in your advertising will go a lot long, a lot farther than making up some marketing hype that is over promising and really under delivering at the end of the day, which is, you know, a real big issue today, um. So how do I keep up? I just kind of slow it down, listen more, um, ask lots of what to me sometimes seem like dumb questions but are not at the end of the day. Um, I don't think there's such thing as dumb questions or redundant questions, especially when you're trying to to learn and especially when you're curious. I think being curious is a very underrated uh, quality today for for marketers, sales, even to technically literate people. Not not I'm not technically literate yet, but <laughs> <laughs> um and listening I think is another underrated skill that most people just need to sit down and just listen a little bit. Um, so well
0: let, let's take it let's um kind of dissect what you just said. So listening to your customers and using their language, isn't this the same thing that we, we tell ourselves uh, with security awareness, that we have to kind of take our message back from the technical and make it focused on our audience so that they can really understand us.
1: I think so, but we all don't do it. And I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> we don't do it enough, I think. So I think that realization that you just need to kind of slow it down. Listen, you don't need to talk necessarily um will go a long way. Um you'd have more insight into security awareness and all that training. But yeah, I can see we we all lie to ourselves and we say, yeah, we gotta do this and we gotta do that, but we just don't do it. We don't necessarily subscribe to what we're saying sometimes. And you know it's a wake up call sometimes sometimes I have to say, hey, like you're you believe in something, keep 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 on it, right? Don't subscribe to what other people are doing because most do it. Keep on what you're doing. You know what I mean? Um,
0: and how, how do you break down the technical to the simple so that you can communicate those ideas to your audience?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So I like to take what the audience is saying that their language and make it as conversational as possible. Um, I don't, you know, our websites, our marketing material, it's not for those who, you know, it's, it's not a dissertation. It's not a PhD dissertation, papers, um, case studies, all that stuff. It's not geared for a dissertation. These we're, we're working with normal people that need to understand something simply. We need to reduce complexity, make it as conversational as possible. Try to use that same language that you're hearing from the very people that you're selling to who are giving you feedback. Um, and then, you know, get that on paper. Reduce that complexity, simplify, and then simplify again. You know what I mean? Because who has time to read these days, right? Um, be as specific and simple as possible. Um, that that to me, I think is is a huge differentiator. P- marketers and salespeople who simplify as much as possible and reduce that complexity are going to are going to win at the end of the day.
0: So, how do you go about? finding your target audience, who they are, and how to communicate to them?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I look for indicators. Uh, Lately, I've been looking at indicators on LinkedIn. It's a really good targeting tool. Um, We we know, you know, coming into the vendor, we know who our ideal customer profile is, right? And we look for those indications of of success through comments, through um, uh, discussions that are happening around things that we're presenting in the market, uh, through inquiries coming back on our website based on things that are um, that are uh, based on things that are pulling in um, our audience into our website. Um, if they, at the end of the day, are fitting. Who, is, who has uh, brought us that revenue and who has brought us that business in the past, then we know that that's an indication of success. Um, LinkedIn is huge for us um, as, a, as a revenue generation tool, not a direct to revenue generation tool, but um, it's, it's, it's giving us all the information we need of who it is, who is the buyer, who is uh, what are they interested in, um, you know we're able to to see indicators of uh, of interest through things that they're writing on those forums um, in their on their wall. Um, I really think that people who double down on that platform um, could really maximize that the use of that platform. Um, so that's what i that's what I'm doing lately. Uh, yeah
0: interesting. A, a lot of the things that you're saying are the same things that I recommend to job seekers to go out and to find the hiring managers, see, see what you're writing on their posts, see what they are doing, interact with them. And if you get interaction back, then you, you potentially have someone that, that you've connected with, and that could be a good source for you to, to lean on. Um, so let's take a a shift the other way. How do you predict for yourself like what the future looks like? What what trends are starting to emerge so that you can uh kind of use them to your advantage?
1: Yeah, wow, that's a loaded question. Let's repeat that. Take take that let's break that question down a little bit.
0: How do you Keep an eye out for trends.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, again, it, it goes back to that listening. It goes back to uh, hearing what people are saying online. It goes back to taking taking a look at the data uh, within our Salesforce, within our analytics platform, and seeing which specific, um, which which specific levers are pulling up or pulling down and then putting more gasoline to those specific uh you know tanks um sometimes it's about making bets you know a lot of the stuff that we're doing lately those are huge bets and we didn't have any indication of potential success we had no baseline for some of the stuff that we're doing but again when you're listening online and you're looking at what resonates with the audience and you see okay My ideal customer profile or the person that would potentially buy from me, he's engaging over there or he loves he posted about this and he loves this type of kind of thing. And and all right, what if we do something that, you know, kind of takes those elements and we create something that ties back to our core value as a company? Let's try that out. And I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get out of it, but I know it intuitively based on what I'm hearing online that it's going to work. I don't know what numbers we're going to get, but it's going to work. And that was kind of the basis for doubling down on, on the podcast and bringing in an actual end user to host it, right? And um, <clears throat> it's working wonders. I mean, we've gotten, you know, indirect inquiries to, to the product. We're building a community. We're teaching the community, right? We're teaching our buyers how to do things practically and pragmatically that's something that's that's i think sorely missing like there's so much theory there's so much fluff there's so much marketing buzz words there's so much so many white papers ebooks that at the end of the day are just so high level let's get to the to the the source of how you actually do one thing an episode right and we're seeing that it's really resonating and that's okay that's the baseline now now, how do we take it to the next level? How do we forecast? Okay, we want to get, you know, potential business here down the line. We want to build a community. We want to build brand visibility, so on and so forth. Then we can build on those specific levers. So it's taking a look at um, how your audience is interacting, how your audience engaging, what are they saying externally? And it's a lot of legwork. There aren't many tools that can do it all for you. It's a lot of legwork. It's taking a look. It's It's researching. It's listening. And then taking a look back at you know your Google Analytics, what's um, what conversion paths are working for you? It's taking a look at your revenue metrics in Salesforce, right? What what is bringing the most amount of money? What specific stories are are bringing the most amount of money? The use cases, um, what verticals are bringing the most amount of? Money? And so that will help us, you know, forecast where we need to go and what's what's working and what's not.
0: You create specific customer personas saying hey my ideal customer is a male that's 50 years old that's a no
1: big no big no no big no those or a female (laughs) no no big no I don't use persona cards no (laughs) I understand though um what what specific organizations in the security team have a problem and we go there. The, the, the buying committee is broad. I mean, we, we focus on enterprise organizations, the buying committee is broad and we need to be able to cater to specific needs for, for each person in the buying committee. And so it's a lot of work, but no, I don't, I don't use, I was presented the persona cards and I haven't looked at at it at those since I started the company Uh, started at the company. And I don't, yeah, I don't use those as indications. I think those are dead, to be honest. Personas are dead. Um, those, you know, fromographic things are just, you know, slight indications of, okay, where do we need to focus on from a, a vertical standpoint? But, no.
0: We have Jeff White uh, jumping in. Good afternoon and happy Friday, y'all. Appreciate the insights today, Danny and Chris. Well, you're very welcome, Jeff White. Um, so, if the personas are dead, what's next?
1: Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's a hard question. <laughs> I don't have a right answer, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah, just the ideal customer profile, I guess. I don't know. Do we have to put a word on it, right? Like, those those could change, by the way, sometimes. You have to go back sometimes and, and say, okay, okay. Uh, We have uh, we have a product, right? Do we even have customer fit? And sometimes you don't, and you have to change it up, or you're changing things in your product, and you know you got to. It has to fit the customer need, right? And so, sometimes it works backwards. Sometimes you got it. Sometimes it changes. Um, So, so you might want to go into new markets, right? You might want to tap into new markets the customer there is completely different. So I I don't know what the term is. I don't really care what the term is, right? Does it matter? But what matters is, are you able to understand what your customer needs? And then you do you understand their motivation, the challenge? And then you could call them whatever you want, really.
0: How do you find out the the needs or the the problem that uh, they're having so that you can try to address that?
1: Ask them. It's as simple as that. Pick up the phone, ask them, um, look into your network, listen online. Uh, you know, if you have a, if you have your, if you build authentic relationships and you have your network, you could be introduced to potential people for, for research, for research purposes. Hey, I want to do things better. And I want to understand if this is going to even resonate with you. Can I have a seven to 10 minute conversation and ask three questions? That's how, that's how the podcast came about, to be honest, because I didn't have access to customers and I is still to this day blows my mind. Why doesn't customer success at, at my company and sales want me to talk to the customer when as a marketer, that's what I need to do. You know what I mean? And I understand they have their goals. They don't want, you know, the marketer to fumble the deal and, you know, spew buzzwords and, oh my gosh, they're going to run away and they're going to churn. And, um, I was like, this is ridiculous. I cannot do my job well if I don't understand and I I don't hear them and I don't, I don't feel them. Right. And I said, okay, I'm going to do a podcast and, uh, I'm going to learn about the buyer and understand what the motivation challenge, uh, uh, is what do they hate that vendors do? What pisses them off? What works? What's the alternative? Okay. Like I see online that, that, CISOs and other security practitioners are just bitching about marketers and salespeople, but okay. So what do you want us to do? What's the alternative? And, you know, some will call us Furman and I don't think that's fair. Others will say, okay, do this, do that and do this. And I appreciate that because you're telling me how to do my job better. Let's take it to the next level. Let's dig in. And that's what the whole point of audience first is to dig in and understand things a little bit better so that the vendors, the marketers, the salespeople, even customer success, CEOs, anyone really will do things a little bit more morally and ethically and authentically so that we're helping you do your job better. That's one thing. The other is marketers and salespeople don't do customer research. They're not doing the customer research. And I don't know why, to be honest, they're, I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't know how to do it is a big reason And so my hope is I'm helping other marketers and salespeople do customer, learn how to do customer research. It's not expensive. It doesn't have to be hard. It takes practice. It takes practice. I'm trying to get good at it. I don't know if I'm going to get good at it. I mean, it's resonating, but, um, that that's the whole basis of the podcast is just, Hey, Hey guys, here you go. Like, here's the information. Now go do something with it. Apply it, listen and apply. Um, I just went off on a tangent because that wasn't just—I'm so passionate about it. So,
0: what what's so funny is that your tangent has such a similarity to the 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 journey of a new hire. I want to get this job. Well, you you don't have this experience. You don't you you don't have this. Go do this. Go do that, and try and experiment and talk to peers and figure out what you need to do. Like your journey is, is a very strong analogy of what new hires are facing and the persistence and determination that they need to be successful in this industry.
1: Mm-hmm. There, You have to have a genuine curiosity to learn. You have to have a genuine curiosity to learn. And I think that um, the the security practitioners who... Truly understand that, and will provide information for those who are curious. I commend you. I I thank you very much for giving us a chance. Because to go about and and again to bitch online, that's awesome. I'll eat that up all day because that's feedback. But to to keep information and the alternative, and keep us from learning how to do things better, I think is very unfair. And you're just doing yourself a, a, you know, a disservice because m- many of us want to do things the right way and, and want to learn how to do things better. That's at least my approach. And I know, I know a lot are subscribing to that approach and they need the information on how to do it better.
0: Well, let's look at that. What action items can we do to try to improve that for the future?
1: um i think um kind of be empathetic both it goes both ways um understand where we're coming from um i mean from from the marketer side uh i know that there are those who work in security who understand that we're under pressure i don't I don't think the reasons we're under pressure are valid Um, and I can go on a tangent for that on, on that specific topic, but we won't go down that rabbit hole and it goes, it's bi-directional. I think marketers and salespeople need to be empathetic to you as well. And I don't, it's hard. It's hard to be empathetic. It's hard to understand. Um, It it stems from that initial curiosity, which again, a lot of people aren't in, you know, they're not curious. They're just focused on the profit at the end of the day, which that's not what we're here to do. Um, and, you know, Ryan Cloutier, Evan France, and Chris Roberts over at the security shit show are constantly saying, if you focus on the mission, you will make the money. And I strongly believe that I see it in the results. I see it in the short-term results. If you focus on what you're meant to be here for is, is to protect people and help those on the front lines do their job. Well, you will make the money, but if you focus on how I'm going to make, 2x revenue 3x revenue 5x revenue which is ridiculous in my opinion that companies are small startups want, okay small startups maybe because the five you can 5x relatively simply but you know bigger comes 5x it's crazy holy moly i don't want to be in that i don't want to work for companies i don't want to meet a 5x you know what i mean <laughs> um i'm sweat, sweating just thinking about it but it's it's that curiosity. Be empathetic. Um, listen more. Listen, listen, listen more. Just stop talking for a second and listen. Like the answers are there. Most of the answers are there. Um, yeah, those are two, or two and a half.
0: A, w- one of the, the the things you mentioned for yourself is like continuous learning. Do you feel that marketers know enough about their product space uh, to be successful?
1: No. I don't. And I, uh, I'm, I need constant training on my product. I still need to learn my product. Um, if you can't sell your product, pardon me. Hey, Joseph, if you can't sell your product, then, you know, we're in the wrong field. Um, one thing that my, uh, short- term goal is to be more technically literate in security. and uh my second I had two guests on my podcast say if marketers or salespeople can do security plus, then that's a huge differentiator. and I'm like that's my next goal, do, you know security plus, just understanding the fundamentals, understanding the language, the technical language, and then I think that being able to sell your product and tie li- that language to to your product offering, I think is a huge thing. It will make things much easier, I think, for marketers. Um, I don't think marketers are are trained well enough, to be honest, internally. Um, you know, on the on the product training side, uh, something to to evaluate across any organization. Really, it's not just in security; it's across all verticals. To to be honest, I, I'm not the companies that I've worked for, at least. I don't think invested enough in the product training. It's not enough to just, Hey, here's a bunch of material go, which isn't really written well in the first place. You know, how do I use it? How would the buyer use it? Uh, How would other people be onboarded um, and be trained to use it? Right. What challenges does it solve? Like those are things that you have to feel. Um, So
0: Oh, we've approached the the end of our half hour, and it's time for your surprise question. So Mm -hmm. someone out there is watching or listening in the future, and they want to follow your footsteps. What advice would you give them?
1: Massage your... Research skills, your customer research skills. The one thing I wish that I did much earlier in my career was um, getting close to the audience, learning about them, talking to them, listening, getting on sales calls, um, selling yourself as a marketer, um, because who knows if you're going to have a second chance if somebody comes to you for a question uh yeah definitely definitely building those relationships in your network authentically keyword authentically not expecting that tri- don't expect that transaction and then the second is is just be patient be patient and and listen
0: well thank you very much for coming on and sharing the the marketer's perspective i know a lot of folks get are on the other end of that transaction. And um, you're right. We do need to be empathetic on both sides. So I appreciate you sharing your story and allowing us to see on that side. So for everyone, uh, everyone joining us, follow myself, follow Danny, follow Danny's podcast, uh, Audience First. Check that out. Um, And then this podcast as well, share that with others. If you're joining us live on YouTube, hit that notification button the subscription button and then the Mm -hmm. notification button so that you could see us next time when we come live and on the podcast side, audience first, and then sharing, breaking into security with other people. Uh, Thank you all. Thank you, Danny, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business